Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. I'm your host today. My name's Elliot. Join with me in the studio. We have Doug, Erica, and Tiff. Hello. Hello. Right. So, uh, yeah, in today's show, we're going to be talking again about a topic that's come to the forefront over the past week or so. Uh, it's been going on for a while, a couple of years now, and it's prog- progressively getting worse and worse. And this is big social media platforms uh, deplatforming, uh, banning essentially alternative health news websites. Um, and this started around, what is it 2018, 2017? They started doing this. Could have been a little bit earlier than that. But um, as I said, it's, it's been getting progressively worse over the years. Um, and now we have recent news that one of the largest alternative health um, websites known as GreenMed Info, probably many of our listeners are familiar with this website. Um, they recently posted an article, it was this week uh, on Wednesday, and it's titled GreenMed Info Deleted from Instagram and LinkedIn. Facebook Next has the great social media purge of 2020 begun. So in the article, they're essentially describing how one day um, went to log into their, um, into their Instagram account and randomly for essentially no reason, they were told that the account had now been banned or had been disabled. Now on their Instagram account, they had how many um, followers did they have? 90,000. 90,000 followers. So in, you know, in the context of Instagram, that's a pretty large following. Now it's not much um, compared with their Facebook following. I believe their Facebook account has 550,000 followers. Um, But in the article, the, the, owner of the green med info website is named Sayer G. He was, he was talking about how previously what they have noticed over the years is that their reach on Facebook has been significantly reduced. Um, so they're only kind of reaching they, they might make a post and they might only reach say 0.05% of their followers, meaning that the post is not showing up on the stream of people who are following that page. So there was definitely some censorship going on there on Facebook, but with Instagram, again, you know, they had a pretty big following um, and yeah, they've, they've randomly been disabled. I think this comes uh, as these social media platforms have been doing this to many of these kinds of uh, alternative health websites. They've been doing it to alternative health documentaries, many people who are sharing information about um, the truth regarding COVID-19, highlighting the flaws in the conventional arguments and pointing out the deception. Um, Many of these people or these companies, websites, et cetera, they are being deplatformed and shut down effectively. Um, And so, yeah, Um, apparently the reason given by Instagram was that they were posting harmful false information. So in that article, Sergi um, gives an example of the kind of thing that they were sharing um, 
between the dates of July 8th and July 30th. One example of that is a screenshot of a, I think it's a tweet or maybe it's an Instagram post posted by uh, Ron Paul. And that is essentially just pointing out some of the flaws in the argument um, of the, 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 the CDC, what they're saying about COVID, pointing out about how the deaths um, are basically way overblown, how this can no longer be classified as an epidemic, and essentially just um, highlighting many of the things wrong with the conventional standpoint on, on, uh, on COVID. And so as all of this stuff with COVID has... has um, Basically, yeah, the, the the big big social media platforms are now starting to shut down any argument that goes against the conventional viewpoint, um, and they are seemingly going to carry on. Um, well, the stupid thing about the Green Med Info one in particular, <clears throat> I mean, they're essentially, like they do articles and stuff like that, of course, but they're essentially a database of... Um, natural health articles that have been published in peer-reviewed journals. So they have a huge database of all this information about, you know, natural remedies or different um, alternative medicine practices and all these kinds of things, things that have actually been published in mainstream journals. So it's kind of like the whole idea that it's like fake news or, or misinformation. You know, they might be able to argue that with some of their articles or something like that. But generally, if you read stuff on GreenMed Info, it's like everything is sourced really, really well. So it's kind of just a bunch of BS. And it's it's really like what it comes down to is we don't like this. It doesn't match our narrative. So we're going to tell you that you've uh, you're setting, uh, you know, spreading misinformation. So we're we're shutting you down. Well, this was kind of all laid out anyway during that event 201 simulation that was held in October of 2019, where they talked about how the methods that they would need to use in order to combat like anyone who goes against whatever the official narrative would be, like what they could do and the steps that they would take in order to keep misinformation from spreading. So it shouldn't be surprising and it's not surprising that this has happened. It's still ire-inducing, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's book-burning. Yeah, that's ex- exactly well, what that's, it is. That's what um, Google even enacted a name just like that, Tiff, mm-hmm. called Great Digital Book-Burning Event uh-huh. in 2019. And that's when they started removing, you know, um, the searches for Green Med Info, Mercola.com, Kellybrogan.com, and uh, you know, so they basically no longer make that information available. But as Elliot was saying in the beginning, this is starting back in 2017. I mean, we followed it extensively in the vaccine arena. You know, where you just when was it that uh, Amazon was not allowing access to videos or they wanted to ban books that question vaccine safety. So we just see it's like a doubling down happening. And um, I will say though, in that uh, link that uh, Damien had there showing the article on Green Med Info that Sayer G is not lost hope. He actually thinks it's a great thing 
that it's happening because people can see the censorship and they're actually more eager for information and their people are finding workarounds like they did create a telegram channel mm -hmm. if anyone's on telegram where you can see essentially what you would see on instagram all the the memes and i even noticed because i do follow green med info on instagram and they were just daily inundating people with all the great memes about all the BS that was happening. And I was like, wow, these guys are really going for it. And then they get banned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of not surprising. You know, it's well, funny. They, they were talking about how Elliot was talking about before, about how um, on Facebook, they had noticed that their reach wasn't um they weren't getting to people on facebook despite the fact that they were sharing stuff and i thought about it and i've been following green med info basically since it started and i cannot remember the last time i saw one of their posts on facebook mm -hmm. and like the same could be said for like mercola sought i never get mm -hmm. updates on on sought stuff even though i i do interact with uh with their posts all the time so yeah i mean it's it's kind of like and even like um i'm sure that objective health doesn't get out to the number of people who are actually following it on mm -hmm. Facebook or other social media channels or something like that. So it's just, they, they have so many ways now of, of doing it in sneaky ways and like censorship without being overt about it, but they still in this case did go overt about it. So I guess they, it's kind of like in a way, Sergi's right. It's kind of like, well, we know that we're doing good if they're, they're going to those extents to actually uh, silence them. Yeah, even if they're not outright banned, they can be shadow banned. Right. And like you said, like no one knows, like if they're signed up for notifications for your site, they're not getting notifications. It's not coming mm -hmm. up in their recommended for you mm -hmm. portions of their social media. So they don't have to outright ban people in order to uh, kind of lessen the range of the message that they're putting out mm -hmm. but it's just become so blatantly obvious and they're so desperate to make sure that no one speaks out against the mainstream narrative that they have to go to these links yeah well it's funny uh michaela peterson who we interviewed on this show actually way back in the day before anybody else did actually um she recently has been running into this kind of problem as well. And I mean, she's not really, I mean, she does, certainly she says controversial things, um, particularly from a, a diet perspective. You know, she's um, promoting the carnivore diet or the lion diet, as she calls it. But she was, she had her uh, YouTube channel demonetized. And recently Joe Rogan was moving all his podcasts over to Spotify, a big deal. It was in the news probably heard about that and some of his um old shows didn't actually make it to spotify to the platform and it's all ones that you could imagine like you know alex jones and other kind of uh milo yiannopoulos i think ben shapiro maybe like all these ones of of kind of the the right winger type guys didn't make it over um but michaela peterson's didn't either and I was kind of like, huh, isn't that strange? Because at the time, like, you know, I watched that podcast and it didn't seem like she was saying anything that controversial, except in the world of, of diets, like saying, yeah, you know, you can survive and thrive on nothing but meat, um, which, you know, in some circles, certainly that would seem um, controversial, but it's not like, I don't know, it's not like she was, you know, debunking COVID or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of surprised that they would be like, no, Michaela, sorry, you're gone. 
Yeah, um, it's said to, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, right? It's nothing new, um, at least over the past couple of years. And it seems that people have just kind of grown to accept it, that it's going to happen. But it sets a very dangerous precedent, right? In that, um, Sergi in that article rightly points out that um, it is, it's uh, breaching uh, freedom of speech, right? And although we tend to consider, we, you know, myself at least, social media it's not you know it's not you speaking in real life right so so you i i get the impression that people don't tend to apply the concept of freedom of speech to social media it's easy to for there to be somewhat of a, a divide right i think i think there is um but he rightly points out in this article he says um he says, we believe that the censorship wave is extremely relevant to the health and even political freedom of this entire country. If you inhibit free speech or access to the free flow of information, you are not only violating our constitutional rights and right to, to the medical ethical principle of informed consent, but you are moving down the well-trodden path towards atrocities related to dehumanization and even genocide, right? And so <laughs> unless you you look at history and you really study how that how that might work, um, then it's easy to uh, kind of normalize the idea of free uh, of, of, of Internet censorship and um, what's the word and, and to kind of pass it off as, as though it's nothing important. But actually, it, I think he's 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 bang on the money. Right. I think it certainly does um, lead. If, if you can if you can um, if you can make it so that people normalize this idea that the authorities can come in and essentially shut down anything that they do not want to be said um, then again it makes them ripe for uh, for accepting that in 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 real life right mm. and social media is simply an extension of real life Um if if that makes any sense and so what i'm trying to say is that it's it's extremely dangerous it's very dangerous that people are accepting this and that this is going on without anyone really knowing much about it mm-hmm. um because it means that actually you know we don't know where this leads or we can have a rough idea of where this leads and it's not good definitely yeah. it kind of well, seems sorry go ahead Tiff. I was just going to add that it's not just alternative health websites that are being shadow banned or outright having their channels deleted or their Instagram accounts deleted or their Twitter accounts deleted. There's been loads of um, alternative, uh, I guess you could say journalists or social people who make social commentary who's had their... um, YouTube channels deleted. David Icke was one. Alex Jones was his YouTube deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Del Bigtree at the High Wire. His was just deleted. Uh, the Crow House with Max Egan. Uh, High Impact Flicks. Dan Dix of Press for Truth. Those guys, they're not, well, Del Bigtree is, but um, they're not 
speaking about health all the time, but they talk a lot about COVID. And since the whole COVID hoax was perpetrated, their channels have been deleted or demonetized or, you know, they're forced to seek out alternative platforms to put out their content, like Big Shoot or Library or some other DLive or some other platform, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, yeah, that's a good way to reach people and make sure your message is still getting out, but it has nowhere near the reach that YouTube has. Like everybody uses YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of seems like we're heading toward a time where it's, it's kind of like there's a cutoff, you know what I mean? Where it's kind of like if you had found this stuff beforehand, before the great purge, it's like you can still get access to that information. You can still, like, we all know about Green Med Info. We all know about mm-hmm. Mercola, all those kinds of things. So we can still, like, you know, take it upon ourselves and go to those places to find the information that we want to find. But if you didn't before know about that kind of stuff, and you're maybe just starting to kind of get into alternative health, alternative perspectives on health, that kind of thing, it's like you're going to be kind of lost because mm-hmm. – those things, you're not going to get them through all these different streams that people are usually getting this kind of information from, right? I mean, and this gets into the whole idea of, you know, these social media platforms actually being monopolies. And, you know, is it right? Because, you know, they use the argument all the time, well, we're a private company, we can censor whoever the hell we want. Um, Which, you know, from one perspective, okay, fine, that's true. But from another perspective, it's like, if you have a monopoly on this kind of, you know, platform, that the whole world is on, um, you know, do you have the right to kick somebody off that? Can you eliminate someone's voice from the infosphere, essentially? I mean, nothing's stopping Green Med Info from still putting articles up on their website, but unless you know about that website and you go there deliberately, you're not going to find it. No one is going to stumble upon this unless, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, well, maybe somebody should start up a social media platform specifically for alternative views, I guess that's what BitChute is supposed to be. But um, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that it seems like there's a divide. It's like there's the people who know about this stuff already. And it can probably be applied to many different subcultures, right? There's the people who know about it already. And those who don't know about it have very little chance of actually finding it at this point. Well, that's where uh, liking and sharing videos comes in. Like if you go to not just videos, but articles as well. If you go directly to Green Med Info's website and you like one of their articles and you decide to post it on Facebook, that's a way to kind of spread the message to other people that wouldn't normally just go directly to Green Med Info. Mm -hmm. Then at the same time, you have, I guess it was, I guess recently, uh, there was an Australian woman, pregnant Australian woman who just posted something about uh, an upcoming protest that was coming up and the police actually went to her house and arrested her. Yeah. And I think people seeing that kind of get dissuaded or are afraid to actually share anything anymore. So uh, these social media platforms, they can get away with censoring people, but also there's a lot of self-censorship that's going on as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the other thing, too, is that when you share articles from these alternative health sites, I know Mercola was talking about the fact that when his when anybody shares one of his articles on Twitter now, a warning comes up that says that it's a potential phishing site, 
that it could be mm-hmm. maliciously, you know, putting spyware on your computer or, you know, stealing your email address or something along those lines, right? That's the, the kind of warning that they're giving now. Now, anybody who knows Mercola knows that it's a reputable site and they're not doing any kind of like dodgy backroom internet kind of dealings in that sense. So even, yeah, even if, if a person was like, you know, if I was to share a, an article about, you know, the COVID lockdown is bullshit from Mercola.com and I put it up on social media and it's going to have all these like warnings on it now, like the, the warning, like he's getting on Twitter, but there's also the disinformation warnings that you get on Facebook all the time now where mm-hmm. like they've had a fact checker, you know, go through mm-hmm. it and stamp it as fake news or whatever. They just, and you have to actually uncover it to be able to see it. Um, so that's another level of dissuading people from actually seeing the content. You know, it takes a certain kind of person to be like, well, I want to actually see this, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like now, if you are not already familiar with this kind of information, if you're not already clued up into what's going on, it's, it's just very, very, very difficult uh, to, to access it organically. You know, previously, if you'd have put in a normal Google search or whatever like that, then um, it, it, it would have come up and, and there would have been this free flow of information, which, which again was not conventionally accepted, but which was more aligned with what is true. Uh, mm. Whereas now it's so difficult. And fortunately, there are many people who were, you know, familiar with this and, and are kind of actively trying their best to, um, you know, to bypass those, those restrictions. It just seems as though uh, they, 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 they've made it so hard and so difficult. And it all, all, also is, it is a testament or it indicates that, that actually um, they really must be quite scared. Mm-hmm. You know, they must see it as, as a real threat to, uh, to their authority. And it's almost like they're, they're clutching, you know, they're grasping at it. Um, and yeah, um, it's, it's quite disturbing nonetheless. And it very, you know, makes me angry whenever I read something like this, but it's just going to get worse and worse, I think, mm-hmm. uh, because no one's standing up to them. In fact, no one can stand up to them. Yeah. No one can stand up, up to big tech or, you know, these massive behemoths. They're, they're, there's, there's no use. Um, there has to be kind of, seems as though grassroots movements and kind of collecting together um, in, yeah, uh, individual or, or let's say autonomous groups is, is going to be the only way that people can, can freely share information. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You say that um, about no one doing anything. Um, one of the articles we were going to discuss for today uh, happened back in June. It was uh, banned YouTube Mercola videos. It was like June 17th and um, just trying to share it and open it before the show. If you didn't already have it opened required now, not just easily accessing the article straight from the link that was shared, but you have to join the subscriber newsletter. Is that right, mm-hmm. Doug? Yeah. yeah. But, but in the article, I just wanted to point this out. Um, President Trump actually took steps t- 
to deal with this uh, censorship issue on May 28th, and he uh, signed an executive order on preventing online censorship, which requires the Federal Communications Commission to clarify regulations under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And um, that act is what so far has allowed social media platforms to pick and choose what they allow on their site while still being afforded legal protections. Now, I don't know where that's gone since then, but um, you know, the fact that now you can no longer just get on Mercola's site and read these, you have to join email groups, prevents a lot of people from you know, doing cursory research on their lunch break or in their time. Now you got to go through more steps and it's just, it's like a, a, a gate that's, that's keeping people out, especially if you only have limited amount of time and, and um, your, you know, your, your access is now more hindered. I think though that um, this is an important article and uh, people should have a look at it because some of the, uh, Examples of censorship are the documentary Plandemic uh, um, with Judy Mikovits that was banned um, and hidden. And um, another one was the interview with the doctors, Dr. Dan Erickson and Artin Masihi, co-owners of the Accelerated Urgent Care in Bakersfield. And all they were doing was questioning the accuracy of COVID-19 mortality stats. I mean, these were just two pretty normal guys, you know what I mean? And to ban information like that seems silly. You know, I mean, if you are convinced that you're doing the right thing for the public around the world, why wouldn't you let other people have opposing viewpoints and then your information stands on the merit alone that it's true? But the fact that the narrative keeps getting um, regurgitated and then people are coming out with videos really questioning it, doing a phenomenal job at presenting um, references and resources and they're banned. I mean, we said it in our interview with Joe Quinn, like they're just showing you that they're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of a confirmation. Like, uh, well, not only are they full of shit, they know that they're full of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you were saying earlier, Elliot, like, I think they're scared. I think that's basically what it is. They know that the entire narrative, and I'm not just talking about the the COVID narrative. I mean, their entire narrative, like everything. It's a house of cards. And they have, they're trying to seal a monopoly on the information that can get out there. Now, they did it with the old school press and everything. Like, you know, you cannot really find like a television news station that's kind of <clears throat> putting out truth for the most part um, or a newspaper or a magazine, or any of those kinds of things. You know, they managed to get a monopoly on those streams. But it seems like the internet kind of like squeaked through their grasp a little bit anyway. And now they're trying to clamp down completely. Um, Any of that kind of truth, alternative information, different perspectives, something that goes against the mainstream narrative is being systematically wiped out or at least um, hindered to the point where the majority of people aren't going to see it unless you actually are making an effort to see it. I mean, who knows? Like, you know, this channel might not last forever, right? We, we've been lucky so far. 
Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Touch wood. But, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Like maybe uh, you know, before long, you actually will see it where there is no green med info anymore. There is no Mercola.com anymore. Um, that could be, you know, this might be coming at being rolled out in stages and, you know, that might be the future. And that would be a very scary future indeed. Mm-hmm. So do we have any solutions? Is there anything, any, <laughs> anything anyone can do? Start on, guys, your own I'm internet. Always, I'm trying to be, be the, well, the, the optimist. That's what I was going to say. Start your own internet. <laughs> yeah. You don't like the way Facebook does it? You start your own Facebook. <laughs> well, I've been actually printing up copies of, you know, articles from Green Med Info and Mercola, just informational stuff, you know, actual paper articles and just leaving them around for people that might be interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, That's old school. Uh, old school. Uh, <laughs> um, hosting movie events, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe outside on your lawn, have a movie event, I don't know, you know, sending copies of videos to people that might be interested. Uh, so I don't know what else the solutions are, calling people on the phone and telling them. <laughs> you gotta go old school. You can share stuff on, uh, on BitChute and, and Library TV are growing though. It's true. So I think uh, the decentralized kind of platforms might fill in that niche if uh, they get too heavy-handed with all of that. It's possible, yeah. And one last thing that Sayer did say in the video that's in that article that Damien had up was that, um, you know, just, oh, it just it just left my brain just like that. I must have <laughs> just got a zap from it. <laughs> it must have been really important. And you got zapped. Sorry about that, guys. It's <laughs> gone. Right. It'll probably come back. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's 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 these alternative platforms coming up, right? So, like you said, Damien, there's BitChute, there's all these kinds of things. But ultimately, I, I wouldn't hold I wouldn't hold my breath with this kind of stuff. I, I don't have much hope. I just think it's Maybe I'm a little bit pessimistic, but I just yeah, think because that, how long will those yeah. alternative platforms be allowed to exist? Exactly. Precisely. Right. So yeah. it's like it might eventually get to the point. It seems that it's going down the road towards full, complete censorship. And, um, and you're not going to be able to 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 communicate in the way that you want to communicate. You're not going to be able to exert free free speech or you're not going to be afforded free speech and it's going to be uh something that we have to get our head around and kind of learn to accept and unfortunately live through and this is what tends to happen right in uh when you have some kind of totalitarian regime which seeks full control over its people it's like yeah the, one of the first things that goes is uh is free sh- free speech and well, so it's maybe- an excellent sorry go ahead Maybe it's something that I, I wouldn't say needs to happen, be, or maybe the ramifications of such draconian censorship can actually, in the end, turn out to be a good thing. Like, in a way, maybe it can make people start to network in real life and start to mm. form like 
grassroots movements, word of mouth, talking to your neighbors, coming up with solutions on your own. And people maybe at that point will actually see just how ridiculous and fascistic that governments all around the world are becoming. So it could be a way for a lot of people in the world who whose eyes are closed, maybe it can open their eyes to what's really going on and they will be forced essentially to become more creative and to actually speak with people in real life. Maybe that's something that needs to happen in order for all of this to eventually end. Yeah, that's what he did say. I remembered. Don't be afraid. (laughs) (laughs) You've sparked it. Don't be afraid. You know, we've all, I know for us, on the show, you know, we've all known about a lot of things for a lot of time and we, we keep it to ourselves. You know what I mean? So don't be afraid now to share, you know, that's bullshit, (laughs) you know, like instead of self-censoring anymore, I mean, what have you got to lose now? Yeah. You know, share what, you know, knowledge protects. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And we can hope for, a better future we can hope for a better outcome we may not see it in this lifetime but um but you know we'll see how things go i guess <laughs> that's that's the motto of this show i think <laughs> wait and see <laughs> yeah wait and see uh we can never be sure but you know we have to you know faith that there's maybe hope down the road perhaps um yeah so i mean a bit of a depressing topic but as usual, is, is there anything else that we haven't touched on? Is there anything else that people want to share before we, when there's before we a will, close up? There's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in that case, um, thanks to all my co-hosts. Uh, thanks to our listeners. If you enjoyed the show, if you are outraged by the censorship if you agree with anything that we've kind of said, we do one of these shows roughly every week. So feel free to get in contact. Um, you can drop us a, a comment. You can subscribe to our show. Let us know how, how you find it. And, um, and yeah, and we'll, we'll see you in the future for, for more shows. So yeah, like, and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.